0: Hello, Canada, and welcome to another Canadian Common Sense Rant. This is Canadian Common Sense with Louis and Tony. Hello, Canada, Tony here. Today's date is February 9th, 2020. And I just want to talk for a couple of seconds about the Conservative Party of Canada leadership race. Again, I know I've spent a little bit of airtime on this one already. And I won't take up too much of your time on this one. This will be a fairly quick little rant here. Just want to talk about the, the race in general is finally starting to shape up into being something now. At first it was... More about who was not entering the race than about who was entering the race, and that was kind of disturbing. But now it's looking like it's starting to shape up. There is roughly a half dozen candidates in the race now, which I think is a good, healthy number, and that's that. That's good for the democratic process. I admit I was not very thrilled with the 2017 leadership contest when there was gosh I think 14 candidates because that was way too many it was hard even to remember who was running let alone what each one of them had to say and often they were saying more or less the same thing just slightly different messaging to try to appeal to the party faithful and it was just really tough and it was just messy and awkward so Good job on Lisa Raitt for however it is that she changed the rules and the processes to make it a little bit of a smaller race this time. And I think it will get interesting. It hasn't really yet. And obviously, yeah, the way it's shaping up, that Peter McKay is an obvious front runner because he certainly has the most name recognition. And obviously a very impressive resume. So good for him, and I do wish him well. And Aaron O'Toole, you got to think, even though he's not a household name in Canada, he certainly is well-known in the party, and he did very well in the leadership race in 2017. So you think he's got to be considered a heavy hitter as well. Now, there's a few names I don't know, and... It's going to be interesting, kind of based on where it is that they sort of position themselves. Now, here's one thing I want to say about the key to winning any election is going to come through one of three different paths, and these three paths are not my original thoughts. I actually got this idea from Dan Bongino, who himself admits this isn't even his thing, but. Anyway, the three roads to victory, <clears throat> excuse me, as far as an election is concerned, is you have your establishment lane, and you've got your radical lane, and you've got your outsider lane. All right, so now you talk about Peter McKay or Aaron O'Toole, without a doubt, they are in your establishment lane. These guys are, I want to say, career politicians and and I think Peter McKay, even though he has been out of the game for a few years, still, without a doubt, qualifies in, the, in that career politician. I mean, he's certainly where he cut his teeth and uh, that's certainly how he got himself known. And sure, he's taken a bit of a hiatus, but I mean, he is still every bit a politician. So I would definitely say he has got himself firmly in the establishment lane and probably in the driver's seat of that lane. Well, your radical lane, I see that we've got certainly one candidate fighting to dominate that lane, and that would be uh, Richard Decree, I believe his name is, Decree? Um, the, the fellow from Quebec, and I won't really give him a lot of time or publicity here because he's going for the radical lane. I would even say he's in the nut job lane. His views about homosexuality and abortion are from a different planet. I and mean, not even just a different party, different platform from a completely different universe. He, um, yeah, his views are on those issues at any rate are way out there to the point where I'm not interested in what else he has to say because you lost me at crazy, 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 crazy. And so he may certainly, uh, Qualify for the radical lane. I don't know if anybody else decides they want that path if they're going to surpass him because he certainly has the crazy lane. And, you know, we'll put him in the radical category because he's nuts. He's nuts. Um, Moving on. So then you look in your, your outsider lane. And I mean, the outsider is the person who, you know, you can't say maybe doesn't have them the most money or maybe doesn't have the most recognition or maybe the person you wouldn't consider to, to be someone you would expect to be in that race. I'm thinking like in the last conservative party leadership race in 2017, when Kevin O'Leary briefly joined the race, he was definitely the outsider because he was someone you wouldn't expect to see win, but he did fairly well and then dropped out. So that was definitely a good example. And in the U.S., Donald Trump, without a doubt, was the outsider candidate with the Republicans. And he won the ticket and obviously the presidency. So it's possible for outsiders to do very, very well. And in this case, I would say definitely your candidates like Marilyn Gladue or Leslyn Lewis, for example, will certainly fill that outside lane. Now, Leslyn Lewis, I got to admit, I don't know a lot about her. But from what I have read, she certainly does seem to be my kind of conservative in many ways. I mean, she does believe in balanced budgets. She does at least, you know, believe in lower taxes for families. And she's, she's got some of the conservative bona fides that I like. She's also got some interesting social conservative views that I kind of raise an eyebrow at. But I think as she develops her platform as the, as the campaign goes on, she actually could be an interesting one to watch. So, She's definitely one who is has started out, at least, in the outsider lane. And honestly, if she dominates that lane, then she will gather herself some more attention, more support, and she might very well be able to challenge the Peter McKays of the party. Now, I want to just say, with Peter McKay, i got to uh, give him credit. He is actually the only candidate right now who is fully, 100%, in this race. And why do I say that? I mean, other candidates obviously have already declared themselves interested. Under the the rules of this particular campaign, the candidates have until the 25th of February to drop down $25,000 of the $300,000 deposit required of them to to be officially in the leadership contest. And I believe had to hand in a 1,000 signatures from ridings across the country by the by, the 25th, and I think a total of 3,000 to be officially into the race by the next deadline, which is sometime in March. And Peter McKay decided to say, hold my beer. And he marched himself into the Conservative Party of Canada office in Ottawa and said, how about I just give you all 300,000 right now? Plopped it down on the table. And I, um, I admire that. I think, you know what? good for you Mr. McKay because you came to play so congratulations good for you you came to play and I uh I respect that I respect that he has fully committed to the to the the race he is fully committed to becoming the leader of the party and he has shown it he's got the ambition he says here take my money and he slapped it down on the table, and he is in. Now, I don't know if he has the 3,000 signatures yet. I would not be surprised. He certainly has a lot of endorsements from sitting MPs and Senators and Conservative Party movers and shakers, so I won't doubt that he, if to, if not having the full 3,000 signatures, is probably close. So Peter McKay, without a doubt, has shown up, he is in, he is official, and he is running for this job. The other candidates, they, uh, I guess every candidate's status would be listed as pending if you look at the Conservative Party's website because you know only Mr. McKay has got his full deposit in and none of them have got all the required signatures yet. However, I am really interested in watching this race. I actually think it's going to turn into somewhat of a race i mean i i think that's going to be mr mckay's race to lose and i think that's what most canadians think and don't believe the pundits and uh every episode i always say you know what i think about pundits i uh i respect them about as much as i respect politicians or used car salesmen but so I have heard some pundits saying that, oh, the last time there was a near coronation in a conservative party leadership, it, it failed badly because they refer to Kim Campbell because she was very popular with, in caucus, et cetera, et cetera. And Brian Mulrooney really liked her and she was an absolute disaster. However, factor in that she was an absolute disastrous leader taking over from the very much hated, uh, by that time, Brian Mulrooney, leading a party that was plummeting in popularity. And yeah, she just did not help the cause. And when the 1993 election was over, Kim Campbell herself did not win her seat, and the Progressive Conservative Party won two seats. They had gone down from a 155-seat majority to Two seats, Elsie Wayne and Jean Charest. Why do I remember those two? I really don't know, but I remember Jean Charest because obviously he's his interest in leadership this time around, which he thankfully did not pursue. But anyway, I uh, I can't say I'm going to give Kim Campbell a break, but I will say that bear in mind, in 1993, the Reform Party was on the rise in Western Canada. And the Bloc Quebecois was on the rise in Quebec, and those two parties actually ended up with I have 53 and 57 seats respectively. I believe it was the Bloc. The Bloc Quebecois actually became the official opposition, which, in itself, was kind of a joke. But the, the the splitting up of the opposition with the destruction of the the Progressive Conservative Party did help Jean Chrétien win three solid majority mandates with the Liberal Party of Canada. So really, Mr. Cretchen should thank Brian Mulroney and Kim Campbell for their incompetence. But well, the the shorter way around that very long diatribe on Kim Campbell is I do not see Peter McKay being the next Kim Campbell and leading the Conservative Party of, of Canada to its absolute destruction and demise. As a matter of fact, it was because of Peter McKay that the Conservative Party of Canada even exists and in part can be credited for its rise to the, to the status where it is at now. He was the cabinet minister in Stephen Harper's government, for example. So he certainly has, has proved himself loyal to the cause. So, yeah, I don't see him leading the party back into the depths of Hades like Kim Campbell did. Now, will Aaron O'Toole be perhaps a better leader for the Conservatives or a or Leslie Lewis, for example? That's hard to say. Um, you heard my opinions on Aaron O'Toole already in an earlier rant, and I am interested to see how the other candidates sort of shape up because as they start rolling out their platforms a little bit more, and maybe they will be able to take some momentum away from Peter McKay, I mean, he has name recognition, and that's what sort of has propelled him up to such a, you know, I can't say early lead, but at least a, you know early prominence in this campaign anyway. But I will be curious once the campaign kind of gets more into swing to see exactly how everybody else shapes up. And I'll just wrap this up by saying that I want to wish all candidates in the race the best of luck, and I want to thank each and every one of them for putting themselves out there to run for it. And like hopefully a lot of you out there, I'm very interested to see where this goes. And I ask you all to stay tuned with us and let's watch it all together and see who becomes the next leader of the Conservative Party of Canada in June. And this obviously won't be the last time you hear me or Lewis or the two of us discussing this, this campaign. It's because, well, I'm interested, and we are conservatives, so this is kind of uh, right up our alley. So I want to thank you for joining me today, and we will look forward to a full episode coming up tomorrow on the 10th and every Monday throughout February, and then we will uh, talk at you again soon. Thanks, Canada. and Tony.